Picture the scene. An ice-cold mojito just popped into your hand. Your shades are on, and you're sunbathing on a cruise ship in the middle of an ocean. Nice, right? Then you hear the ping of your phone next to you, and a ringtone kicks off a few lounges away. Another passenger is actually FaceTiming the extended family a preview of the blue skies. And you've just had an update notification of the latest sports scores. You see, once upon a time, none of this was possible. But now, whether using Geo or Mio satellites, we're part of the revolution in finding a way to connect the unconnected, especially those working in the middle of the ocean. And just how big a difference does it really make to the passengers being online? Welcome to Satellite Stories. I'm your host, Christina Smith-Meyer. Today we're talking cruise ships and maritime. Now, it's an interesting challenge because when things are constantly moving, that makes our job a little bit harder. We've heard about the importance of why we should be connected on board. But how does it work exactly? Greg Martin is Segment Market Manager for Cruise and Commercial Shipping at SES. But before he was with us, he was head honcho for IT at World Caribbean Cruises. Whether the captain or the passengers, it was his responsibility to improve the network and connectivity on board to create the ultimate guest experience. These days, with SES, he helps us think big picture, considering the mid- to long-term vision of how we can better serve the maritime industry, especially when it comes to using O3B and soon-to-be O3B Empower. He's based in Florida, so we did catch up from afar. We started by reflecting on how the shipping industry has evolved in recent decades, a prospect which excites Greg even after 15 years. More recently, in the last, you know, I'd say 20 years, ships have had some type of communication, you know, and really starting probably about 10 years ago, you know, people got serious about that. And what happened was that the internet came alive, people started to have their own devices and social media. So, you know, there was this vast kind of separation between the expectations of what people uh, wanted to have on a vacation and what was possible at sea. You know, even the largest ships having basically a best effort service of just a small trickle of, of capacity. And it was definitely horrendously bad and um, people hated the service. In the last 10 years, realization is that people want to stay connected, you know, across the apps that they use. Um, you know, so the expectation changed, you know, dramatically that the cruise ship and a vacation had to have a social aspect that had to be based on experiences and you had to have connectivity that was fairly priced and you know the same as you would have on land if you went to Orlando or any other destination you know there was a lot of thought put into how to make that happen and you know happy to say that I was part of that kind of revolution and it's still actually underway but you know there's still a tremendous amount of cruise ships out there that are underserved you know, underserving guests, underserving their crew, but there's a huge race to fix that and, you know, to get ahead of it so they can all have that same, the same basic standard of connectivity, you know, so the guests and crew can, you know, run their lives the way they want to run them. 
Um, some of these ships have, you know, five to 8,000 uh, people on them, souls on them. And uh, that's, that's a tremendous burden, especially with the internet growing, you know, 20%, 30% per year, just, you know, with more video and, you know, people wanting to upload video as well. So, you know, a number of challenges there, you know, but, you know, that's kind of the brief history of what's happened. So then if we just take a step back for a second, I mean, it's clear that the there's a dire need for connectivity, not just for um, the guests on board the ships, but also for the staff, basically to run the entire business. So where does satellite play a role? Where does our MEO constellation come in? Yeah, the, the MEO constellation, you know, was a, a huge revolution, I would say, in cruise connectivity. Uh, the, for the first time, and, you know, with a cruise ship, obviously they're, in the middle of the ocean, you know, there's no fiber connectivity. Um, they're far, you know, typically far away from land except for, you know, short windows when they're close to port. You know, so the majority of the time, you know, over 90%, they're, you know, basically at sea. So the MEO constellation providing a low latency option, you know, videos work, FaceTime works, the applications people are familiar with work well and are not, you know, sluggish and slow. You know, it was a huge game changer and continues to be a game changer. You know, having a MEO connected cruise ship is the standard that every, you know, cruise line owner you know, wants to be at. You know, with the geo connected ship provide enough capacity, but we really think that that's short lived. And, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, that'll be seen as something that uh, is not palatable to the, to the cruise operators. You know, so with, you know, with the case of Royal Caribbean, they partnered at the time with O3B. And, you know, with the MEO constellation developed the first uh, MEO-capable system that could be installed on a cruise ship. And, you know, we've now taken that as SES and uh, broadened that across the industry. So were you actually on one of the cruise ships um, installing O3B or our MEO constellation offering um, when that happened? And what was that like? I would say that, you know, it, it was... Uh, a tremendous accomplishment, you know, so we had, you know, when I was at Royal Caribbean, two ships that, you know, the largest cruise ships in the world at the time, Oasis of the Seas and Allure of the Seas, and they were the first two ships that had the new MEO-capable system installed and operated. And when we opened that up to the guests and to the executives of the company, it was basically a shocking experience, an experience that people thought was never possible and, you know, basically we, you know, had to find all the ways that we could take advantage of this connectivity versus trying to figure out how we could, you know, limit cap and eliminate connectivity. You know, first couple of shifts that happened and, you know, basically not too long ago in the 2013-2014 timeframe, it was a huge transformation and opened up people's eyes that you could have a multi-hundred gigabit service to a ship and that would be something stable and functional throughout the voyage. And what happened at that point was it set off a, a technology race between the cruise lines to figure out how they could copy what Royal Caribbean had, had put together. That's something that's still ongoing. So it's definitely fair to say that satellite, in particular MEO, has changed the mindsets of the cruise liners. 100%, 100% changed the mindsets of what's possible. You know, we've turned something, you know, from a impossible obstacle that would be you know, seen as a decline for revenue, decline for passengers into, you know, we've had people on ships that say that it's, the ship connection is better than their home connection. Basically, the connection on the ship 
is often seen as better than what people have off the ship. Yeah, I love that. The internet used to be seen as something really expensive, really slow, only for emergencies. And now, like you said, you've got millennials, uh, families, working nomads even, using the internet for, to, you know, for work, to access social media, and even to check back home on their postman. Is that right? That's right. That's right. You know, we had a re- recent example on the brand new Sky Princess and on their new ship. Uh, they had a guest you know, comment on social media, basically, that he was communicating with his mailman or postman, and you know, he could not believe that he was doing that in the middle of the ocean, you know, back at his house. That's amazing. I've also um, recently heard a lot about um, onboard smart tech, where cruise liners are actually adopting technology for passengers, including keychains, necklaces, bracelets, apps, to, to really create that highly personalized travel experience on and off the ships. Can you walk us through a little bit more of what that's all about? Absolutely. So the, you know, the, the idea initially was you know, kind of a, a technology race with the cruise lines to see how much technology you know, robotic bartenders could be installed on the ship that, that the guests would love. I'd really say that that's not the case really anymore. Each of the major cruise lines has you know, a significant internal initiative about guest experience and, and really what that means is that you know they've realized that people are you know on vacation they're buying an experience um, that experience is something that they want to share with their family and friends on social media that experience is important enough to them to invest a significant amount of money um, so the cruise lines are trying to make every possible aspect that experience as seamless as possible and as personalized as possible. In the case of Princess, they have the Ocean Medallion, which is a wearable RFID tag, you know, which recognizes you everywhere on the ship. You know, you can, you know, order a beverage, you know, setting somewhere and they'll find and deliver that beverage to you. They'll know what your preferences are. With that device, if you go to your cabin, your cabin will recognize you, automatically open, you know, and set the cabin up the way that you like it to be set up. It's basically your passport um, to the cruise experience. Wow. Talk about luxury and personalized experiences. But you need connectivity to fuel all of that, don't you? You do. You do. And you need to have a consistent connectivity. You know, people are very sensitive to the connectivity, looking and feeling different in different places. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, we're, you know, very excited about our geo fleet, but, you know, most importantly for the maritime space, our MEO fleet, and, you know, some of the investments we're making into that fleet. So we've talked a lot about the comfort and, um, you know, the personalized experience for, for the passengers, but crew welfare is a huge thing as well. While you were working on these cruise ships, I mean, what kind of things would you hear from the staff? I mean, obviously they needed to, to run the business and, um, you know, make things comfortable for, for the passengers, but for crew welfare, what, what kind of things did they need connectivity for? And what were they benefiting from having our Mio uh, constellation available to them? So imagine that, you know, you're on a, a ship and there's you know, 1,200, 1,500, 2,000 crew members. Those crew members are the software, if you will, that, that makes a great experience happen. So, you know, one of the things that we had is that if you have a happy crew, you're going to have a happy guest. You know, it's been realized that crew satisfaction is super important, not just, you know, because it's something that they desire, but it's also in the best interest of the cruise line 
and the passenger experience and the revenue that they're going to generate. So the majority of these crew members are from uh, remote locations, typically very far away from the ship, with family and friends, just like you know we both have and, and everyone has that they want to stay connected to. Uh, so they're the best ambassador to sell. You know, why don't you try out the Internet service on this ship? You know, they're the ones that are servicing the cabins, providing the, the dining experience you know, on a daily basis. So what's been seen is that if they have a great service and experience, that'll translate into higher guest satisfaction. Crew members are, are actually now deciding what ships they're willing to, to work on based on the connectivity options on that ship, you know, whether they're using WhatsApp or you know, FaceTime, you know, whatever preference they have. Um, all those are, are very possible and, and used all the time to stay in touch with, with their family and friends. So if we're going to look at what our customers are finding challenging today or have obstacles ahead that they need to overcome, what are they? And how would something like O3B Empower that will be available in the, in the coming years, how is that going to help them? So I would say that, you know, there's a couple of different ways to answer that question. You know, I think that the cruise industry is growing heavily, right? So there's roughly around 300 cruise ships. If you if you add in smaller cruise ships and, you know, kind of the river ferry operations, it's at least 400 plus. And, you know, what's happening is they're growing at, you know, somewhere between 8 and 10 percent per year, you know, which is a huge number of new ships coming out every single year, more capacity. So why I'm saying all of this is that, you know, with our Mio constellation and with O3B Empower coming, you know, we can provide that flexibility regardless of destination, regardless of size of vessel, regardless of capacity requirements, you know, kind of wherever they're at, you know, within the coverage range that we have. And, you know, that's an exciting thing. And, you know, with that growth, you know, they realize that they really need something like the O3B Empower Constellation, you know, or MEO-capable ship to really realize that capability. Uh, we have, you know, a number of LEO Constellations in the planning and funding stage currently. You know, but what I would say is that, you know, when you have a floating city working for a cruise line for so many years, you know, they want to be on the edge of innovation, but they want something that is consistent across the fleet and the globe, and they want something that's going to be available and working to provide a consistent experience. And what kinds of questions are your customers actually asking you right now about O3B Empower? What are their concerns or their interests, or what are they excited about? They're excited about the flexibility of having you know, cap- the capability of scaling up and scaling down the connectivity to the ship. They're excited about you know, the throughput that it supports, they're excited about eliminating infrastructure on the ship and consolidating that back to the cloud or terrestrially so they can make the ships easier to operate and, you know, cloudify, if you will, some of their operation. You know, and they're excited about what they can do with the guests, you know, higher throughput connectivity that uh, O3B Empower, which, you know, will scale to multiple gigabits of, you know, raw capacity, what they can do on the ships. You know, so it's sort of a future-proof that allows much more flexibility and, very importantly, allows to optimize the guest experience across the whole system. So what I mean by that is, you know, the satellite is software-defined, our terrestrial network is software-defined, 
their networks are going to be software defined if they're not already um, the shipboard network as well. You know, so that ability to manage and control based on, you know, not the traditional metrics that the cruise industry or frankly the satellite industry uses, but the metrics that they look at, guest satisfaction, you know, internet revenue, basically how happy happy the guests and crew are on the ships. You know, looking at that, that that's a super exciting thing. So, Greg, you've really offered a lot of great insights today, and I've definitely learned a lot more about the cruise industry and what O3B Empower would mean for them. So thank you so much for your time. Um, but before I leave, I do want to ask you, do you go on cruise ships? I actually am a cruiser. I've um, been on at least, you know, I've actually lost count of the exact number, a bit over 50, you know, and I really enjoy cruising in Alaska. It's kind of my favorite destination. I go on a cruise, if not every year, every other year, um, and also travel to that area as well. You know, I find it to be a great way to um, experience a number of destinations and at the same time be able to relax and not worry about all the things you worry about if you're kind of on your own. So, you know, definitely a huge support of the cruise industry, whether it's a couple or a family or extended family. It's a great way to vacation. So if I was to ask you your first experience on board versus your most recent one when it comes to connectivity, do you have a couple anecdotes you could share with us? Absolutely. So the the first experience, you know, for me with connectivity was and, you know, being told that internet was not going to work and literally taking my devices at the time, turning them off and locking them in the safe. You know, so there was kind of zero connectivity. You were in a bubble of, you know, no connection. And they had a, a workstation that you could go to and pay a, a very high rate per minute to get extremely slow service to check your email if, if something happened. That kind of versus today where if you want to be disconnected, you can be disconnected. But, you know, what is experienced out there is, is that people want to stay connected to the world, they want to stay connected to their house, they want to stay connected to their finances, but you know, most importantly, they want to stay connected to their family and friends and brag about the experience they have on the ship. Most recent experience on the larger ships with you know, our high throughput you know, meal service has been you know, basically as good, if not better, than you know, anything that I've seen at a resort, hotel, you know, anywhere in the world, you know, and I've traveled everywhere. So that's something to be proud of. That change kind of in just the connectivity and the options and the flexibility over the last almost 20 years has really been transformational. Greg, thank you so much for your time and your insights. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for the time and appreciate the opportunity here. Next time on Satellite Stories, we'll be heading to Ethiopia meeting some of the people that are making a huge difference in the world of television and their community. Subscribe to this podcast so you're notified the moment our next episode is available. And for more about what we do, visit SES.com.